Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together, and we still don't have hoverboards yet, and I'm a little upset. I know, it's, it's 2022. 2022. So futuristic. So futuristic. Now, we, we had three Christmases, <laughs> I didn't yeah. gain any weight, and uh, I got... Speak for oneself. And I got... Well, I said I did, I, yeah. And I did, I got the sled. I think that's mission complete. I mean, yeah, I think we had a good and, holiday. And our children still respond to us. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for our... Your support last year and the year before, and we're going to start off this year really fun and have a great time. Before we begin, um, if you have any, uh, you know, still in the giving spirit, yeah, and you'd like to share um, how how wonderful I share am, share your, your time and, and your talents, and, and Ariel, <laughs> and, and 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 this podcast, you can go out to iTunes and leave us a nice review. But even more importantly, if you have a friend who's homeschooling, or if you know somebody who's homeschooling that has or a Or yourself. Or yourself, and you'd like to get interviewed on one of our homeschool journeys, feel free to reach out to us on our social media. Yep, we are booking interviews out for 2022, and so we're looking for families to talk with, and... Um, you know, or, you know, experts to speak with. So if you really want us to interview a certain content creator. If your cousin is Julie Bogart, just give us an <laughs> in. No. Or if you really want us to interview a, a specific uh, type of person about a specific issue, you know, we're we're filling up our interview calendar. So we definitely want to hear from you uh, what kind of interviews you want to see. And, you know, we love to talk with homeschooling families about their journeys. I think that's one of the really uh, rewarding parts of this podcast for us. You know, we try to give you a lot of information, but also we get to, we get to meet all these great families. Uh, so don't think that your family or story isn't unique enough. Um, there's something unique about every homeschooling family. Uh, we love to meet you. And, and this is a way that we help to build community with this podcast. So please reach out to us. It's not scary. It's very easy. Simple process and low pressure, we promise. So please ten, reach ten, out. 10 out of 10 reviews, you know, from all yeah, of our Yeah, would interviews. interview again, I think. Yeah, would interview you again. Yeah, so we so are, reach out to us. Please uh, choose an email at homeschooltogetherpodcast at gmail or contact us on social media and we'll start uh, the discussion. Absolutely. Now we're in a we're, we're in our office. We normally mm-hmm. record. If you've seen our YouTube videos mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel, head over and subscribe there. It's a little broken up because we're doing some cool stuff. Yeah, we're trying to get like a like a YouTube studio ish thing. Get out of here, YouTube studio. Yeah, we're we're trying uh, through the supply chain. We are trying to get all the parts to do this um, <laughs> really cool built-in desk on one side of the wall and the other side where our books normally are. Um, we're gonna try to do a, a little studio setup there so that maybe in the future these podcasts will also be be videoed and we get can you can see us here. talking and you can see me doing all my hand gestures. I I like. And you Very, see, you'll uh, see me reading off my phone for all the show notes as, as right, I guide us yeah. through our discussions. That'll be great. You'll see, <laughs> you'll see the magic behind the, behind the thing. Now, it's a new year. 
this is the first Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you enjoyed um, the turning of the magical <laughs> clocks. I, please, please, Lord, let 2022 be better than 2021. <laughs> There's a lot of twos in this one. Maybe hmm. it'll be a good, a good number for us. But, um, you know, a lot of people are making New Year's resolutions. They're looking forward to the coming year. I know I have like, you know, 60 books upstairs on my shelf that I'm eagerly <laughs> awaiting to read. You always do. And I know a lot of you out there are planning out your homeschooling. Maybe you're kind of getting revamped. Maybe you do uh, you start your homeschooling year at the beginning of the year, or maybe you're just coming off of the holidays and you just want to revitalize. We wanted to sit down and talk about what we are going to be doing for the coming year and just kind of like summarize what our plans are. Yeah, I feel like even if you don't start at this time of year, this is like a reset time. Yeah. You know, you've come off with the holidays. I mean, we're, the, we're waist deep in a couple of curriculums. So, I mean. Right. And I think a lot of folks are, but I, even even myself, even though we're not, you know, starting anything fresh right here, January, um, you know, first of January here, it's still, it's a time of reset and refocus, yeah. I guess is probably the right word. So, yeah, we wanted to share with you what we're thinking this year and, and how we're going to proceed forward. So let's start with the curriculums. What, what are we doing you know, what are we staying with and what are we adding towards the, you know, as the year progresses? Because we kind of look at, I mean, I know we were talking about this earlier. We're looking at kind of the year in kind of three chunks. We have this January to like the end of the school year. It's trimesters, man. Yeah, trimesters, you know, and then we have kind of the summer block that we're kind of excited about. And then we have the new, you know, start of the quote unquote school year in the yeah. fall. So it's kind of three pieces and we'll kind of walk through what we're, we're planning on doing. So we have been doing the Torchlight Build Your Library K combo with our six-year-old. Right. We've been doing that around the world combo. Follow We've, us on YouTube for our, our bio, you know, every two weeks uh, videos there. Yeah. So we're, st- we're still doing that. What we have realized is that, you know, doing doing a full like two weeks per country has been a little bit much for us. It has. And um, we're... I guess we're just excited to get on to more things. Our daughter's super interested in history. So kind of want to, we're going to, we're going to compress a little bit. We're still going to do the combo, but, um, I think that we had like, you know, some countries were three, three weeks, two, three weeks. We're going to, you know, condense down to one and two weeks, depending on what country and still include the resources from both. But we find that our daughter loves to read so much Mm -hmm. that are for us to read to her that we're moving through it a bit quicker. Mm -hmm. So we're going to compress that a little bit because when we finish with the Torchlight and Build Your Library combo for Around the World, we're going to get started into prehistory. Um, we had the goal uh, for this next school year to start Build Your Library 1, which mm-hmm. is um, the ancient world. And we are not going to combo it with Torchlight. Uh, I may include a couple of the books from Torchlight. And in fact, I will include some of the books because there are some really great resources. But we're not going to do like a full combination because it it is a lot of work to do that. Um, and I think Build Your Library has got a really strong offering. So we're going to do Build Your Library, but it starts with ancient civilizations. And so I think it's it's really a miss if we don't start with prehistory. So we're going to start with prehistory and talk about the origins of the universe and do a big section on dinosaurs and then into the early humans, cavemen Mm -hmm. and all that stuff leading up so that it'll really go well into our ancient civilization. So for this, I just, I just said I didn't want to combo, but I am going to combo prehistory a little bit because um, we have a build your library prehistory unit study that uh, covers it, it. It mostly focuses on the the rise of humanity 
you mm-hmm. know, and and that uh, cave peoples and things. Um, and then Blossom and Root has a prehistory that gives a lot more focus on creation of the universe and dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the two are very complementary. And I saw another family was doing a combo of those. So that is yeah, what... Yeah, one kind of naturally leads into the next, yeah. Yeah, they almost, they almost do. There's a little bit of overlap, but for the most part, it's pretty good. Um, the Blossom and Root uh, is a third grade third grade science for that. So there's a few things that we're going to have to make a little easier for our, you know, rising first grader at that point. So this summer we'll be moving into this prehistory combo. And then when we finish that, starting into build your library one with ancient civilizations, and that we'll be getting into that before the end of the year. Yeah, it's funny, because I'm actually listening to a podcast now called Tides of History. And if anybody's listening, um, it's a really cool corollary to what you know what we're doing here with the kind of that prehistory up into kind of bronze age early civilizations type of thing and he he spent the last i don't know year or so kind of going through exactly that time period so you're right it does kind of fit together like mm-hmm. why would you leave off you know early humanoid you know variations in africa all right. the way up through early civilizations they kind of it just leads right into the next. It's right. so interesting. It's a great opportunity for us to do, uh, you know, for our science component. Yeah. Uh, I guess this dovetails well into how we're going to do science. Right now, we are doing space science with Blossom and Root K, and yes. we're gonna we're gonna be completing that at the same time, roughly when we complete our around the world study, which is really good because prehistory is so much science. There's creation of the the universe. There's a lot of evolution, mm-hmm. and um. And then you get into dinosaurs, and so you get into habitats and lots of geology stuff, yeah. and Ta- so time spans too. I think that's something that we've tried right. to tried to articulate to our six year old is how old this stuff is, and how, how right. you know, her concept of a year is you know from five years <laughs> old to six years exactly. old is, is such a long time for her, and to think about you know this is in this time scale of tens or twenties of millions of years and these little epics, so. That's going to be a lot of fun to do. So just to step back, we're starting at the beginning of the year, continuing what we've been doing mm-hmm. for the, basically the last six or seven months. Mm-hmm. We have now added onto the Blossom and Root science you know, unit study that goes about 30, 30 weeks or so. No, no. So Blossom and Root, I think, is like 10 or 11, and then Build Your Library is no, six. The, but the space one oh, would be space. doing with Zula. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Space is, I think, 35 weeks. So. Yeah, so basically we just started that just before the our break that we kind of took here in the last few weeks. And then we carrying that, that's going to carry all the way forward until the end of summer. To and the we, summer and yeah. just to note, we, we do homeschool through the summer. We do kind of dial it down just a tad during the summer, but we don't really stop very much. Yeah. And so that will end pretty much at the end of summer. And then, then we do this, you know, stacked unit study, early civilizations, early, early human um, universe, blossom and root with the build your library combo. Right. And then we will start into, in essence, Blossom and Root. I mean, Build Your Library 1. Right. And Build Your Library 1 does come with a science component. At this point, I haven't decided yet whether we're going to do that or not, or whether we might do... um, Torchlight 1 recommends doing human anatomy, and there's some pretty cool books for that. And so I, I might do human anatomy, and I haven't quite made my science decision for what we're going to do when we start into ancient civilizations but we're pretty excited to get there our daughter loves history she loves like ancient egypt and rome and greece and um ancient china and stuff so i think that the ancient civilizations is going to be a big hit in our house well i think it's been fun too because you know with the torchlight and build your library k combo that we've been doing uh, when you merge the two and you don't prune a lot of the weeks it can, i think what was the total 100 weeks? It, it was, was like 66 weeks 66 weeks prune, so it's more it. more than a, a calendar year and so you know we're about halfway through and 
you know, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, not, not in a negative sense that we haven't been enjoying it, but we're getting to that end and we're starting to look forward to and be excited about what's coming right, after this. Exactly. You know? Because it is a, you know, anytime you spend a whole year doing something with your kid, it's a pretty, you know, large accomplishment. So I think it's, yeah. Been, and we, yeah. you know, we are right now we're doing this around the world combo and we're doing blossom and root K science, which is all about space, which is really so far been really fabulous. It's been very sweet. Our, our daughters liked it a lot. We, yeah. I think we did the first two weeks and then we took our kind of our holiday break. Right. So we've got quite a bit left to go on it. Um, we are going to be, um, we, we have been doing the blossom and root, uh, K nature component, which mm-hmm. has also been good. And we'll be continuing with that too. And that's just um, like a light add on that we add on here and there. And I, right. I and do like once a week, once every other week. That's the nice thing I think about blossom and root is that you can purchase just modules. You don't have to purchase the entire curriculum. I was able to purchase just the science and nature as a bundle mm-hmm. and use those pieces. Uh, and I think it's really good. I really like blossom and root nature. And I think depending on the classes that we take at our parent partnership next fall, we might go continue with, you know, blossom and root, um, one nature, mm-hmm. you know, or even repeat parts of this one because it's it's really good and it's just an excuse to get us outside. We don't naturally think about getting outside, yeah. um, but it's good for us and for our kids. And so I like using it, and I think that we'll continue to. Absolutely. So you, you said a little bit earlier, you know, a few seconds ago, we talked about the parent partnership. Um, we're going to have a more in-depth interview uh, discussion about the parent partnership yeah, next, next week, week uh, where we kind of like deep dive into what our first five or six months have been like. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah now we have our own personal uh, firsthand experience. Exactly. And, but, we, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that now. Like we are doing the parent partnership. We're going to continue yeah. that. Our daughter is in kind of a kindergarten-y yeah, class. Yeah, she's in a kindergarten class. Um, and then she's also taking woodworking, social. dance, a Lego class and a robotics class. Yeah. Pretty cool for a kindergartner. I have to say, like, I, I would have loved that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he, she's got a little friend there and it's nice too, cause her friend has changed over, is doing some, is doing clay sculpture and yeah. mad science and other things. And it's really cool to be able to add these classes. We've, uh, you know, I think it's a good way to kind of round out things you're not doing at home. Yeah. So, and then our, our little one is doing, um, preschool a couple of days a week. So she's doing about three days a week at preschool, like a half yeah. days. And so, so nothing is changing with respect to what we're doing there. That's just continuing the normal yeah, all cycle. The physical stuff, staying. all the physical stuff is staying. Um, and that will then end hopefully sometime in May. She'll be done with that. And then we'll, we'll start our summer. Summer, we are not planning. To, we have been doing preschools in the past uh, few years, and we're yeah, not we're going taking to do a that. break this year. We're not doing that this year, so we're actually going to be, you know, off, off, which is, I think, you know, we were talking about it the other night. It, we, we've been going, going, going for so long, and it's, I'm actually looking forward to it. I think well, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a, that kind of deep, you know, is a decompressing. I think as a, as a, I'm actually looking forward to we've it. We've kind of, in the past, we've kind of needed childcare, not yeah. from a work perspective, but we had a baby. And so we really wanted our older preschooler to be in care so that it would make it easier to take care of the baby. But also, and then like, we have a toddler. It, it makes her, you know, gives her something to do. Well, right. It, it's also and, great. Yeah. And it's yeah. also social. But we also had a baby that we had to like work with. And then we had a toddler. And now, uh, you know, our daughter is two and a half. And we're really looking forward to her being three this summer and actually being able to do a lot of homeschool as a family and not having mm-hmm. to try to get childcare for one of them so we can, <laughs> you know, give our attention to the other. So let's talk uh, a little bit about that's the, gonna be great. the two and a half year old. So, so she has made leaps and bounds, uh, you know, developmental changes in the last mm-hmm. few months, kind of like easing out of the toddler climbing the walls thing to 
princess dress wearing Barbie addicted uh, <laughs> two and a half year old and yeah. being so able to sustain herself and interest in what did we do tonight? We actually sat down for the first time and had family game night. Right. Now, oh, we, now we played. It the, felt amazing. It was not Twilight Imperium. It was um, My First Orchard by Haba. But hey, you was, know what? First Orchard's a great game. It was. It was. I, I saw the smile on your face being able to see like our future of playing games together. We had our two and a half year <laughs> old. Funny, we, I was joking with you earlier. Like I birthed my own game group. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting for them to mature, <laughs> but I birthed them, you know. And I I I love playing games, and I yeah. just want someone to play with. Um, and now my kids really can. And she, was she starting to get the stamina, the patience, and all that stuff? Yeah. So it's actually you know it, it was it was awesome. The the I message out to you to you guys who have the younger ones, it, it does get better. And we yeah, are starting to there. see that happen and the enjoyment. So now we're starting to have to think about, oh, man, this kid's going to be three by the summer and we need to start a curriculum. And which one are we going to use? Yeah. Well, not just we need to start a curriculum. Just but something fun that we, we can found do together, that, yeah. you know, do, having a curriculum, we're not like naturally. Um, I don't know what the word uh, I'm not, and I mean you're you're fairly creative, but I'm really not very creative. I'm I'm like the Leonardo da Vinci of of a uh, homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know how to respond to that, y'all. Um, just agree, you just agree. Yeah, that's that's what everybody right, everybody's gonna... listening. They're nodding along. They're yeah. Like, yeah, this guy's a genius. <laughs> Literally. So, so what I find about having a curriculum is not that you have to be so rigid yeah. and like, oh my gosh, my daughter is almost three. I have to have a <laughs> curriculum. But just that I'm not really very inventive as far as ideas. And I love to see the curriculum say, hey, read this book, do this cool art project. Exactly. Hey, do this nature thing. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. You know, that could be fun. Well, well, the other thing too is with <laughs> within the last, like, you know, maybe since the beginning of the parent partnership in September, we have noticed that she, you know, obviously her verbal skills are, you know, are high, right? She full conversation, paragraphs, yeah, she's discussion. Really a lot. She's very, very apt in the verbal. So she's kind of getting ready to maybe start to understand numbers and citing letters and stuff. So we're just seeing that developmentally. She's kind of ready for that. And also she loves art and she's starting to do activities, starting to sit down and let us read books, well, you know, long books to her. We feel like she's ready. And that's, and not to say that we have to do a curriculum, but I just see that she is ready for something. Yeah, it's, nice, more it's nice to have something. And, and if you use yeah. it or don't, it's yeah. just nice to have it. Exactly. And as a guide, and, and you know, there's a lot of people out there who are eclectic homeschoolers, and that's great, and that's awesome. You guys are awesome. But, you know, having that kind of guidepost to start. I would say we're eclectic homeschoolers. We're well, using all kinds of different things. And, and the thing that I'm starting to realize is, you know, I spent the last three and a half years kind of learning what my first kids learning styles are like and i'm realizing i'm staring at another little kid and she's a little different <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah, and she's and gonna I'm, be her own her own learner yeah and I, I feel like i'm going to have to learn what she likes and learn you know yeah, what is the what process she's that she's into and everything and try to adapt things like that so i just feel like doing something with her and also giving her that attention because she sees me doing it with her sister and I think she's ready to start to have daddy's attention and starting to do homeschooling with, with her. And I think yeah. just that's kind of our thinking. It's not that we think everybody out there with their three-year-old should be doing curriculums or anything like that. 
It's just that we think that she's ready for it and we're going to start doing that this summer. I think. Yeah. Well, actually, we're going to start, we're going to start a little, a little bit, earlier. bit earlier. So we have playing preschool right now, yeah. which is for ages two to three. So we're and actually, we've, done, we've actually done the first week of that before we kind of crashed and burned and realized she might have been a little early for yeah, it. Yeah. She was a little bit young for it. But now yeah. that we're ready, we're going to start that here in January. And when we finish playing preschool, then we're going to move her into Blossom and Root Early Years Volume One. Volume One. And Hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah. yeah, we'll be moving into that probably, I'd say maybe fall by the school year, yeah. uh, start in the fall. So that'll be really great for our little one. Um, so we're excited to try playing preschool. This is a, a new curriculum for us. We we don't have much experience with it. Like you said, we did one week and yeah. it was a little bit too early. It was recommended by one of our, our interviews. Yeah, and, and I've heard lots of good things about playing preschool. So you know, stay tuned. Once we get through it a bit, um, we can give a better review on it. Uh, but so far, it looks really good. It looks really fun for this age group. and. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I don't know, channel, some folks can channel their inner uh, preschool teacher, but I'm not really one of them. I kind of need some, I need some ideas and there's a lot of really cute ideas in that curriculum. So we're excited about that. So yeah, so that's the plan for the little one. Um, let's talk a little bit of, like maybe this summer, what we're thinking about. Well, yeah, well, let's talk core well, subjects. Oh well, yeah, I'm sorry. Let's, let's step back, roll back. Let's do core yeah, subjects. So, so let's talk about math first. So yeah. we did, we finished all uh, Right Start Math right at the end of the year. For our older last, learner, yeah, our six-year-old. Yeah, for our six-year-old, we did the Right Start Math A. Uh, we finished, I think, somewhere in like early November. Mm-hmm. At that point, I did the Mathematical Reasoning book that we did a review. It's on our, our YouTube channel. And she, I did that as sort of like a review, kind of uh, gearing down mm-hmm. um, after doing that. And, and we, we worked through that workbook. It was about 260 pages in about a month and a half. She loved it. She loved it. It was she, great. It was great review. Yeah, it was great. And I, I kind of incorporated it into our morning basket and it was just kind of a nice thing that she could do three or four or five pages a day mm-hmm. and she just ripped through it. And t- to be honest, she was probably uh, above that level. Obviously she was above that level for that book, but it was, it was very enjoyable for her. And I think it helped reinforce a lot of concepts. So yeah, I, agree. I don't regret doing that. And then right at the end, maybe the last three or four weeks before we took our break, we started doing the math mammoth level one. Um, so this would be right, the first math grade. Mammoth is a first yeah. grade, starts at first grade, first grade. Yeah. So I did a little bit of a daddy unit study on addition. So I was doing, um, carrying the one, borrowing 10, doing some basic addition, uh, vertical, vertical aligned addition, just kind of the, you know, um, algorithmic, uh, method of doing because that was outside of right start, right? Exactly. It was just about outside that, but she was interested in that during right start. And I was adding that in towards the end. And I just wanted to spend maybe two or three weeks and just spend some time doing more dynamic addition and subtraction and then step back. And then I, we jumped into the math mammoth level one, right? Math mammoth has so far seemed to be a really good choice to follow right start. Right start is, yeah. gives a lot of great foundational principles about, about the, whatever math topics to teach for yeah. that year. And then with math mammoth, it's tons of problems and, you know, as, as engineers, yeah. right. As engineers, uh, you know, we've done, we've done our fair share of math problems, <laughs> math practice, and really getting lots of time with problems and mm-hmm. lots of practice is really, we believe is, is a big part of yeah. uh, being successful. So well, I like that Math Mammoth has so many, so many problems in it. Something that, that we kind of evolved into during the start of the school year when she started the parent partnership is a lot more workbook work. Um, I didn't think she would be a workbook type of kid, but she actually, yeah, she really likes it. She really likes it. And she likes doing pages and it's, it's easy to move through. And 
we've done a few reviews and I think a couple of short bites on some of the books that we've been doing in our, our morning basket. So head back into the, the archive the last few maybe months and you'd see those there and you can check a few out on YouTube. But th- this has been a, a kind of a nice development here and we're just kind of running with that. Now, I, I think she will be done with the Math Mammoth level one here, maybe in the next couple months, um, maybe say March timeframe. And I think we're going to start right start math B probably here in the next couple of weeks, starting in January. So we'll be tracking the two math programs kind of together. Um, it's something that she can do a couple pages here and there is not a lot of work for her. And I feel that, you know, we're already about halfway, maybe halfway through the first book. And I think we can, you know, rip through that. I think there's some overlap with the math mammoth with the right start math. So again, I think some of it is review level. That's stuff that she has seen or concepts that she has seen in a new flavor with respect to say just doing problems in a workbook like being able to do addition on an abacus and then doing you know a bunch of math problems while you are doing essentially the same thing it's presented in two different ways but skill wise i'm seeing the benefit of the right start math that she's able to say okay this is the same thing as this over here i can do this here and I'm just seeing that as like a, an advantage. And so we're going to keep doing that as sort of like a daily warm up or kind of a morning baskety type of thing. And then we'll do our math lessons in the afternoon. Yeah. It seemed to work really well so far. And, and our daughter seems to have a good math aptitude. Yeah. Um, but this combination of right start and math mammoth uh, really seems to you know, kind of get all the angles. Yeah. And I, I think we'll, we'll, you know, somewhat try to continue that. I think we'll keep the workbooks flowing, you know, once we finish the first grade one. If it is applicable, we'll start the second grade one and see how she moves forward with that. I, I, I've i been happy with that kind of two-headed curriculum work. Yeah, well, it, it's nice for her to be able to get practice. You know, Right Start is, while, you know, we're big proponents of yeah, Right yeah, Start, we, yeah, we really like it, it does take a lot of hands-on time yeah. uh, for you to, you know, be sitting with her really active. And it's nice because with Math Mammoth, mm-hmm. you know, you can give something to her, give her a little bit of instruction, and then there's a lot of it where she's working independently. So it's nice to have that mix of independent and, and parent-intensive both. Yeah, it, and I think that's something that's going to continue to happen, you know, as she gets older and more, you know, independent and more, you know, self-startery where she's able to do those type of things. And I'm, it's exciting to see that. I was telling my friend the other day that as she has grown into being a six-year-old and, you know, end of the year she'll be seven, it has become more and more enjoyable experience educating her in the sense that she's more mature. She understands the expectations that she needs to do. She gets her work done. We do the, you know, the homeschool we enjoy it together now. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. I rarely have any fighting with her anymore that we used to have in the past. And a lot of that, the fighting in the past was probably more me. I've, I think I've become a better educator, and I've have, and I understand her more. That it's become a very enjoyable experience. And so, well, I think we had. A, she's very big... spongy right now. It's like you could just toss anything at her, and she just yeah. enjoys it. Yeah, we had we had some real stumbling blocks with reading and resistance to wanting mm-hmm. to to do reading. And I think that um, the way that we've tackled the the reading curriculums and and the way that you've changed the way you teach it has really stopped a lot of those fights. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that. You know, we did. Um, all mm-hmm. about reading level one. We finished that uh, late late fall of 2021. Right around right, right when we finished Right Star Math, maybe in the November timeframe, early November. Right. And then we picked up uh, Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons, which we had tried with her at the very, very beginning when she was like four. And it's a, it's a very dry 
dry like dry like the desert. <laughs> it's a very dry <laughs> curriculum. Uh, but some people really swear by it. And what we've found is that our daughter has really excelled using that after all yeah. about reading uh, level level one. Level one, yeah. yeah so we're w- we're about halfway through. Yeah, it. about sixty lessons in. So we only and go back. She's like, I mean, really excelling. Basically and, doing and one of these a day, yeah. Not feeling like uh reading is such a such a struggle anymore. She's not like dreading working on reading. Yeah, we, we almost in the same respect as doing the mathematical reasoning and the math mammoth is sort of um additional review, catch up, more education on things that we've done in the past. Doing the 100 lessons after that first complete curriculum of all about reading. Again, it's been feeling like it's more more review of things she knows. So she has more confidence. She has more practice. She's going into it knowing that she can do this. And there's a lot of confidence building that I've noticed with this. Mm -hmm. Also, we spent that time during that time period where we were doing um, the the hundred lessons is we were continuously reviewing a lot of the flashcards that comes with all about uh, with all about reading, as well as going back to the blue books that that are part of that curriculum, the blue books and the all the about readers. reading, the readers, and asking her to then go ahead and read those to herself, in privately on the couch, you know, go through the story, and then I would quiz her on what the story was about. But again, giving her more time to gain more confidence that has been a I think that's been the big change and that's been very successful for us. Yeah. I, I think it's a good way to use the the hundred lessons yeah. uh, book because it, I don't, it may just click with some kids, but it definitely didn't with ours. Who's yeah. very visual. And I think she needed the readers and the approach that all about reading used with the tiles. And stuff. Yes. I, I think the tiles for all, um, yeah, for all about reading, it's been great. Right. But this has been, this has been really nice. So we're planning for 2022 to finish the uh, 100 Lessons book. And when we complete that, then we will move into All About Reading Level uh, 2 and All About Spelling Level 1, which yep. it, they, you know, they, they're they at, at the same level. To You start spelling when you start Level 2. So we're pretty excited about that for her. And uh, I think she's, she's doing really well with the reading. So yep. that'll be our plan. We will not finish All About Reading Level 2 in 2022. It'll be sometime in 2023 probably when we'll yeah, finish that yeah depends you know a lot of the struggle that i had with a for the level one was the maybe we were starting the reading a little bit faster i have a feeling we'll be going a little faster this time and yeah and, we'll, know, we'll have to see that's my hope that's my hope yeah we're still we're still running a little bit ahead of clip so uh, of of grade level so i think we're exactly. doing okay it's hard because our daughter has such a late birthday she is an older student for uh, a kindergartner um so it, you know, it's good for us to be running a little bit ahead of where her grade level says Correct. she is because she's a little bit older and in some ways needs a little bit more challenge. So, mm-hmm. so that, that's been really good. So, so let's see, we talked about our main curriculum and that includes history. We talked about science, math, um, ELA and nature. Got the preschooler. And we talked about our preschooler. I, I guess the only other things we are going to continue with the Evan Moore series of skill sharpener books yes. for our morning basket we have like a stem one right now and she's currently working through grade one in geography so we will continue to use those because those have been just a really great resource yeah, that's if you're looking of, for a quick workbook yeah but that's been part of that revolution that we've 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 seen here with her um, aptitude towards workbooks and that's really been driven a lot by the the work that she's been doing in her morning basket and kind of that half hour 40 minute warm-up that she gets in the beginning of the day um, on 
you know, I think about half the week she gets that. So it's been really good and, and I've been enjoying it. And, and also I like the, the workbooks, like the geography and the STEM because it pulls in those other disciplines. Otherwise I, I would get locked in a lot of math and reading stuff and it, or just the curriculum and reading a bunch of books. Yeah. I like them as kind of triggers to do something different. Yeah. They're, they're really great. Um, so she's really, she's really enjoyed it. She did ask me what yesterday, if we could do a unit study about Harry Potter this summer. Oh, so get me some Harry Potter. We might, I don't know if we, uh, I don't think she'll be ready yet for the build your library, Harry Potter unit study. Although I may pick up the Sorcerer's Stone unit study and just take a look at it and see, uh, if we could do pieces of it. Uh, I also, we also did get Waldock's Wizards and Wands. Um, I might check that out too. So I don't know if we might do a Sorcerer's Stone thing. Uh, we're in the middle of Azkaban right now, so I don't know if we'll go back and do that this summer, but she really, I, I don't know a, if you could tolerate reading that book again. Oh, I mean, I have a pretty deep love of Harry Potter, so I think I could but handle you've read, it. You've read Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's I have read Sorcerer's Stone, Stone so, so many times to her yeah. because that was the only one she was really ready for. Um, so we've read it a lot, but but uh, yeah, so I think we may do something like that. I have a Harry Potter uh, cookbook that's got a bunch of um, recipes from the books in it. So I think that we might like cook our way through. We have Harry at least Potter. half a dozen Lego sets. So yeah, we're, we're ready. Yeah, I, th I think we've been preparing for this all <laughs> our lives. So uh, we may do some other things like that in the summer. And, you know, depending on what our little one's into too, we might, you know, do some of the things. It's kind of, summer's interesting because we... While we're not going as intensively, we don't have our parent partnership, we're, we still continue with our math and reading. And we actually get, in some cases, more work done in the yeah. summer on our on our other fun, um, you know, like our all, of, all around the world study and things. We, we get like a lot more done because we mm -hmm. have more time where we're not at the parent partnership I, and we're not we'll, preschool. And, things, and I think so. we'll talk about a little bit more of that next week when we talk about the parent partnership on how we're trying to, how we're seeing how scheduling and availability kind yeah. of impacts how you're going to educate and you know i've noticed a lot of a lot of hours have been sucked up because of the way things have scheduled and so maybe we'll talk about next week about yeah. maybe just if you are out there and you're thinking about using a parent partnership or you're thinking or co-op or, or co-op like of some some sort you know really think about how your day is going to be structured in your yeah. week you know we did it for one reason and maybe we'll talk about that next week and then we're starting to think about we're going to change it up just a tad. Yeah, as everything matures. But I think, you know, in the summer you lose those. Those are our, yeah. kind of our extracurriculars right now that our, our daughter's getting. That She's getting her woodworking and <laughs> robots and Lego masters and the other classes that she's getting. And, you know, in the summer we're going to be having fun, hanging out in grandma and grandpa's pool and doing all that kind of stuff. But also... <laughs> Um, it's an opportunity for us to you know, add in some other extracurriculars. Our daughter's very, very interested in sewing and she there's is. no class at the parent partnership for sewing until third grade, I think. And so I, I just finished organizing my sewing things a couple days ago and I might start to work with her a little bit because she's really excited about it. And I don't want to lose that excitement just because the parent partnership doesn't teach a class for several years. Exactly. Well, and if anybody out there has any recommendation on sewing, if you have a YouTube channel for young learners or something like that, send that along our way. And we'd, we'd love to take a look at that because we do have kind of a kindergartner who wants to start making her own clothes. Yeah. She's very excited about sewing. sewing. And so that's yes. something that we're into. I also really want to think about music. We do have mm -hmm. a keyboard and maybe try to get her into some piano or something over the summer with some sort of a kid's piano book. And so I'll get her the DJ kits. She can be <laughs> no. my dream of, I'm, I'll never be the DJ, but maybe she could be oh, DJ dolphin. No. <laughs> Where are my people at? Ah! <laughs> no. 
You love it. You love me. I do, but... You can't get away from me. (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) She's blinking help. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, there's uh, some fun things we might explore this summer. But in general, this is our plan for 2022. And we just kind of wanted to talk with you all and share what we're what we're thinking and planning to do and you know, we would love to hear from all of you about your 2022 plans Absolutely. and you know what you're planning to change up so we talked all about curriculum um but you know we had this conversation yesterday too about our philosophy going into this next year yep. um and there's there's a few things that we want to try to be you know try out maybe a little differently this this uh year mm-hmm. one of those is that we think our daughter is old enough and will respond well to the opportunity to craft her her day and her time a little bit better as far as, you know, these are the things we want to get done this week and or this or today, and you can decide how and when we will do those. Oh my gosh. Giving her a little bit more it. autonomy. I hear it. my Kanban board's coming. Yeah. Hey, I'm okay with that. Um, I, hear it. I think she's really the kind of kid who if you tell her, you know, hey, we really need to get these things done, she'll take the hardest thing first and she'll get it done. And and yeah. sometimes we 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 try to soften the blow, like, oh, well, let's do, you know, it's a harder math lesson today. So we'll do some art and things easier and then we'll get to math. By the time we get there, yeah. it's not the optimal time. If we would have just told her up front, hey, we've got a little bit of a difficult math lesson and we have art and we have some of the things, what do you want to do? Nine times out of 10, I think she would say, let's just get that math lesson done, dad. Exactly. And we would do it. And then you would have the rest of the day to do fun things with her. I think she's the kind of kid who would rather like get it all, get the things out of the way that she perceives as difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're thinking about giving her a little bit more autonomy and not trying to, you know, plan so much for her. Well, I think, you know, with a lot of respect, you know, with a lot of that, I think we might actually be able to get more done. Um, I think in a shorter period will. of time, and I'll give her a lot more time, free time. It will also free up time for me to work with the two and a half year old, but also understanding that coming forward, you know, it's going to be going from educating one kid to educating two kids. And I have to make that transition. And in that yeah. transition, there are a lot of changes with respect to our daily flow, with ex- expectations, giving her more autonomy, giving her more ability to control her schedule, do the things she wants to do when she when she needs to do them, I think is going to become something that I'm going to have to learn to kind of adapt to and that she's also going to have to learn to adapt to because especially when you got now two kids in the classroom, you know, it's going to become more challenging. There's going to be sharing time issues because in a lot of the times we're doing our homeschooling now is during the baby's nap, you know, doing those hard subjects like math and reading. I'm going to have to pull that out because, you know, who knows if the knock on wood that the uh the two and a half year old will stay in the bed napping until four four and a half like the older one did but I doubt it. yeah i doubt it but um you know those are the we have a lot of changes coming and i think this kind of philosophical change of letting her kind of start to control her schedule give her that autonomy that we're going to have to leverage when i'm going to have to share time and share duties yeah absolutely so a few things that that we're gonna be considering changing you know how you work with two and giving her more autonomy. Uh, those are just a couple of things we've been, we've been thinking about. Um, and, you know, we want to try our best to, uh, you know, now that we have an older child as well to get out more to, you know, do some yeah. field trips where they're allowed. And well, especially if, you know, crossing yeah. our fingers, things start to improve globally, right. we will have more access to, you know, the museums and things of that nature that won't have the restrictions that we're seeing now. And hopefully yeah. that will change here in the, in the coming year. As things evolve for the better, we also, you know, now that we'll have an older 
our younger child will be older. We're, yeah. you know, we're going to be looking to, you know, exercise that more and get out. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, she was a little, a little difficult when she was younger and crazy. Yes. Tearing down all the shelves. Um, Let's end this the way we always do. Mm-hmm. Something that we're into. Ariel, tell the people that we now own, we're going to own like four or five of these things and dole them out <laughs> to all birthdays and all get together. Yeah, we decided like our like our go-to birthday gift is going to be... Well, we should tell... This started with, what's our go-to gift for a new wedding? Gift? Oh, yeah. Our go- okay, so, so here's out. Our go-to wedding gift is always a picnic basket. Because nobody ever buys that. Nobody ever buys the couple a picnic basket. And if you if you really know the couple well, it's like a close friend or family, uh, then we fill the picnic basket with goodies, with you know a bottle of wine and some snacks and things. It works perfect. They can take it with them either for their you know their honeymoon or if they're going on like a wedding weekend night and that kind of stuff. It's really great. If we go have an adventurous couple, we get them a picnic basket backpack. And if we have a less adventurous couple, we just get them the regular, um, you know, basket type. But mm-hmm. we still have ours from our wedding. Everyone we've ever given a picnic basket, they still have it. They've used mm-hmm. it. It's a unique gift that nobody ever so, gets. So, so that's Ariel, my plug. <laughs> what is our go-to gift now for five, six, and seven-year-olds? Yeah, so my go-to gift now is the <laughs> light-up tracing pad. We have a Crayola, Crayola one. Yeah. Um, it's something we got our daughter for Christmas. And... We knew she was going to like it because she likes to draw and she's been interested in maybe like doing fashion stuff, you know. So uh, we thought, you know, well, this is interesting. We'll give it a try. Man, it is cool. It is literally just a big light up board. But because it's It's so well done, too, like like the, the LEDs are coming from the side. But somehow it has like this grid honeycomb like pattern. It's that just really well done. Blows out the light. It's, it's nice amazing. and light. It is battery powered. The LEDs, so I'm sure the batteries are going to last a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, it's it's nice, big. It takes a full eight and a half by eleven sheet. And what's great about it is you can just put a piece of regular paper on there with any kind of line drawing. You can print from the internet, or you know, yeah. I, I printed some pictures earlier that our daughter wanted to draw from a cartoon, so I just printed some on, line drawings. Tell from the people it. what cartoon. It was from Clone Wars. Yeah, Absolutely. she wanted to do some Clone Wars. Um, so, anyways, I you know pick get some got some Jedi and some and some uh, clone troopers and things, and I printed those out, and then she was able to put those down on her light pad, and then put a regular piece of computer paper over it and draw and then when she was finished tracing then she's able to color and so i love how versatile this gift is doesn't matter what that child is into mm-hmm. what their their thing is you can it's so easy to print anything and you don't need to use special tracing paper which i really love you don't need to use that tissue paper thin tracing paper no. you just use regular old computer paper works fine um and our daughter has been just like hooked to this since well, we got it and i've seen her doing two things first of all taking multiple pieces of paper and combining outfits from different pieces of paper. So she'll draw the head first, swap out the paper, kind of orient it so she can get the the top, mm-hmm. swap that out, put the pants on. And so she's actually starting to assemble in block form the drawings by doing the tracing. That's number one. Number two, I saw her using rulers to get straight lines and to get accenting lines to make sure that they were nice and straight and it has enough room to put a ruler over the top and be able to get those lines nice and straight. So two little skills on top of the fact and that she's tracing. tons of fine motor skills. Oh, yeah. I mean, she she's doing what? more intricate art yeah. with this than she's ever done by hand because yep. she's not worried about making mistakes. And I, I think that we're going to see her drawing is going to improve by leaps and bounds yeah. by her 
her efforts to really trace. I mean, if you if you get books like um, maze books and things for your kids where they have to like stay in the lines, you're trying mm-hmm. to teach those fine motor skills. I can't think of a better way to teach these <laughs> than doing something <laughs> like a tracing pad because it's just so intricate. But also, you know, think about the skill that she's learning beyond just the drawing. You know, we saw her the other day just sit for about 45 minutes and trace, mm-hmm. right? She's learning patience. She's learning to have stamina. And I think that we're going to see that carry over into things like reading, Absolutely. into things like game playing, um, into other type of art activities, and even maybe hopefully by the end of the year, some writing where she will take her time and actually like work on well, it. Well, what's great is you can do writing with this. You can have yeah. writing practice sheets and put them under and then exactly. have them trace right over That's the top uh, without having, we heard some people will do like lamination things. If you don't want to laminate, you don't like that idea, but you do want them to be able to write over. This is a great way to do this. <laughs> I think you can get these for like 25 bucks. They're not very expensive. It's nice and lightweight. Yeah. It, you know, you can it's take it the in car the car yeah. or anywhere. Um, yeah, we're super duper happy with the light tracing pad. I know there's several of them out there. We bought the Crayola one. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes so you can see the one we got. Um, but I think it's really great. And yeah, it's going to be our go-to gift for this age group because it just, there's lots of possibilities with it. And our daughter has just taken to it so quickly. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!